Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Series, a month-long event celebrating the authors and narrators that bring romance stories to life. Listen along as Viviana, Enchantress of Books, interviews your favorite writers and voices, share special guest posts, and stay tuned for some special information at the conclusion of the episode. Today I have the pleasure of chatting with guest narrator Mackenzie Carwright. Welcome to Audiobook Lovin' Mackenzie. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm thrilled to have you, and thank you for saying yes. I'm so excited to have you as a guest for this year's series. Um, but for those that don't know you, why don't we start with having you share a little bit about yourself, how long you've been narrating, and how you became a narrator? Well, I was raised in New York City. With uh, I was born to two kind of crazy artist parents. So I kind of, um, I escaped a lot in books. My parents were very much doing their own thing and, um, and we traveled a lot. So I always had my nose in a book and from a very early age, um, I found myself looking through my parents' bookshelves for the romance novels and um, sometimes reading the juicy bits. Um, I would sort of like <laughs> peek through, peek through their books and I would just sit there open mouthed and going, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And um, I loved romance from, from a very early age. Um, so I got, I got started narrating in 2012, 2013. So, uh, so since, since then, and I've been, I've narrated about like, like over 90 books in all sorts of different genres. I love it. I love my job. I have the best job <laughs> <laughs> and I get to work with some of the best, um, some of the best actors, uh, that I've ever encountered. So, um, when, when you guys, uh, who are listening to this, I know that you are really, really passionate about um, your male narrators too. And when we get paired together, um, I'm friends with a lot of these guys, and we'll just we'll we'll we'll, we'll text each other. And we're like, "Hey, look what we're doing together!" You know, we, <laughs> we get so so into it. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, it's it's just it's my pleasure to be here, and um, I can't wait to answer any questions you have. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's. Yeah, the listeners definitely love their male narrators. There's been more of a kind of surge now with the whole like, hey, we love our ladies, you know, just as much. And uh, yeah. so you'll be seen. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's great. So, yeah, you mentioned about 90. Audible is saying about ni it's 93 titles, but I know sometimes mm -hmm. Audible is a little off. Are you narrating now full time? Full time. Gosh, I have about five books that are going to be released really shortly. I mean, mm -hmm. um, they're they're really yeah it's it's my it's my job it's my life and it's great i've i've got my nose in a book but um instead <laughs> of like in a physical book it's on my ipad which is on my music stand in my booth at home yeah that is my my full-time job nice is getting to go on these fantastic journeys <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for taking us with you because um one of the things that I love about audiobooks is that ability to kind of travel and do all these adventurous stuff and, and learn new things. And the fact that with the audiobooks, you guys perform them for us. And it's just so fantastic. It's almost like watching a movie or a play now at this point and for some of you. Yes. When a, when, a, when a book, when you're reading a book, or in my case, when I'm narrating a book and a picture starts going in my head, 
uh, that is that's it for me. I like I see the movies particularly like um I love doing uh Kaylee Loring's books. She's got she's got a these really really fantastic books like Sleeper that I just did with um, Teddy Hamilton. She writes these great romantic comedies where I can just see like, you know, where she bumps into him in the beginning and I, I can just see it. And like she spills her bowl of oatmeal like all <laughs> over his feet. And I'm just like, I can, I, she writes the characters so well that I can see it as I'm, as I'm narrating it, which makes my job so much easier. It's also sometimes that we can like, I know that when I see it on social media and part of the, the gig of being a narrator is to promote the client and things like that. But there's also some times when we can kind of really tell you guys are really having fun while you're performing it, you know, <laughs> on the, especially these rom-coms or if it's one of those like Lily Archer's, the, um, the, the fake captive series where you have so many different characters and you're all over the place as far as being able to act in it. And I'm like, Pete sounds like he's having fun, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and we are because anytime you get to voice like an ogre or a, you know, of a, <laughs> a, a fae from the, you know, the, the fairy realm and stuff, you know, it's very, um, I grew up loving fantasy. So I, anytime I get to escape into those characters, I just love it. And what I think people, um, sometimes forget is that we get to play everybody it's not just it's not just our our heroines who we play in in if it's if it's a single um point of view you know we're voicing the men we're falling in love with or the you know the the dra you know the soul of the dragon that's coming out in the fey realm to capture the heroine we get to be the dragon and the heroine so it's um it's real talk about being immersed in the story. Like I know when I'm sitting in my, in my, uh, in my house and I've got my headphones on and I've got my blanket on and my hot chocolate and, um, I'm listening and I'm escaping into a story. I'm doing the same thing when I'm recording it. Well, we enjoy it so much. I know it's one of those where I've said it before. I'm like, I did not know that this was a career choice. You know, when I was in high school, our options were teacher, lawyer, doctor, um, <laughs> you know, that's true. That's true. You know, and I did not know that this was an option. I grew up listening to like a few, a few audiobooks, but they weren't even called audiobooks. They were called books on tape and, mm -hmm. um, or, and they weren't on tape. They were on CD, which was weird, you know? So I was like, what well, on tape? What's that? But, <laughs> and then, you know, like my parents had cassettes and stuff and I was like, oh, this is, this is old and, and, and whatever. But, uh, yeah, no, it, now it is, it is, I'm so glad that I found this career. Um, it's fantastic. And, and there's been an explosion in listening, an explosion. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. I want to say the past couple of five years forward, mm -hmm. um, there's been that, like you said, explosion on the listener side of wanting to do the audio. I think part of it is life has gotten so crazy um, with day to day and, you know, we're trying to find ways to do the self-care side, but then not feel guilty about it. Um, <laughs> so, no, uh, no guilt. I say, I say no guilt to self-care. That is such an important mm -hmm. thing. And I don't know where, where we got so focused on. And I think women, especially yes. we get the message, you know, oh, you know, you've, you've got to be perfect and cook organic meals and find the perfect guy and, and your house has got to be clean and you've got to have an amazing career and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, but take care of yourself too. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you want to start with, let's, how, how, if I'm so busy, you know, like, so I say no, no shame to self-care, like yeah. no shame. You've got to do it. And if listening to audiobooks is your self form of self-care, do it.
Yes. Well, that's how I started. I kind of, okay, well, I want to start, you know, going back to reading like I used to, but you know, life busy and stuff. I'm like, I'm just going to pop in an audiobook. And I had listened to a bunch of them before. So it's not anything that I was yeah. new to, but like driving to work, which is uh, to the day job is like 45 minutes. Um, yep. so I started doing that because it's better than, than searching through the stations, um, to listen to something that might be entertaining, um, <laughs> on yes. the radio. And so I much rather listen to you guys now read the books to me and, and the same thing with the, like the day job at the office when I was going to the office, um, cubicle world. So I need to mm-hmm. focus on spreadsheets. I'm listening to you. Now that always got a little interesting sometimes I will admit <laughs> when, you know, you <laughs> bust out laughing uh, and you're the only one in your office and then you have people walk by saying, you okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yes, accounts receivable, accounts receivables fascinatingly yeah. hilarious yes yep i go yeah this one you know this one director wants you know a meeting with the six vps for tomorrow aha uh-huh. <laughs> did you ever hear of anything so ridiculous in your life <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you tell him you tell yeah, him yeah <laughs> exactly it was like oh yeah i remembered a joke um so or of course thankfully it's never happened to me but it's happened to a few of my friends where they get disconnected from the oh, earbuds oh. and it's in the middle of a steamy scene oh my goodness so, yes oh you. that's torture it is that's so torture and then you have to wait till you get you get back in the car to, to find out what happened oh geez well there's been terrible. many a times where i've been late to work a little bit because i'm not leaving the car until i, I find out what's happening <laughs> Oh, I am the queen of sitting in the parking lot mm-hmm. and just, just like, not, not yet, not yet, not yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. I had one of my uh, team members was looking for me and he texted me. I go, are you listening? I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> so he knew I was in the car. <laughs> <laughs> How much longer? I'm like, the file says <laughs> two more minutes. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Like I said, self-care. Care. Exactly. Yeah. And thankfully nowadays, I think the devices have gotten, well, the, the creators of these devices have realized that it's important to, if the earbuds disconnects for whatever reason, to stop what it is that you're playing. So you're not embarrassing yourself at the store or in your office, unfortunately. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But I think, I think if we looked around, I think we'd find a lot of other people listening to romance audiobooks more than we could ever possibly imagine mm-hmm. um my mail carrier i i'm i'm this close to catching him i think i've <laughs> caught him listening to a romance novel oh. not not entirely sure but sometimes i'll hear him walk up to the house duk, 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 and i hear his i hear his earbuds i'm like mm. <laughs> i need just a little longer so yeah i'll 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 do a stakeout one of these days and i'm not creeping on my not creeping on my letter carrier guys but not at all no um, and you let us know i'm just curious find, i'm just you curious out, you know i will i will yeah so how do you end up prepping for a book once you've been cast well I look at the author first. Is it an author that I know? So, for instance, if I'm doing Evangeline Anderson's Kindred Tales, I know what world we're in. I know who we're dealing with. If it's if it's Lily Archer's Phase uh, World, I, I you know I sort of just orient myself. Then I go through the script. Um, so I have the final version of the script in front of me, and I have got um, my. On my iPad, I have a program that allows me to highlight in different characters. So my, I usually leave my heroines the same picture or the, the same as the text because that's the one I'm going to see most often. But my male characters, my other ancillary characters, are all different colors. So I know which voices to come to. I read it. 
And then I think about it and I make some notes and I think about the kind of voices that I'm going to do for, um, for all the characters. I think about who the, who the hero is and what kind of voice he should have if, if I'm not doing like a, a dual narration. Mm-hmm. And then um, when it's time to record, I've got, um, I'm working, you know, with an engineer in a studio. Right now I'm working from home, but most of the time I'm in, I'm in a studio with an engineer, you know, sort of take a deep breath, roll my shoulders back and take a big fortifying gulp of hot tea and, but not too hot so I don't scald myself. And then I'm <laughs> off to the races and I, and I start and I start at chapter one. Do you, does the author kind of give you any information beforehand when it comes down to like accents or specific characteristics, like if there's a lisp or, oh, you know, sure. or okay, good. Sure. So, so there are two, <laughs> there are two places that I get information about my characters. One is if the author has written, you know, some of these authors do fantastic descriptions of their heroes and heroines. So, you know, they say, I, you know, I, I, she had a, you know, she had a, a slightly hoarse voice. Um, and she sounded a little bit older than she was. She sounded almost like she was tired. It, that, something like that, when I get a description in a book, tells me everything I need to know. There's, there's the voice right there. Or if I've got a, you know, a strong man who's, who's, speaks in clipped sentences because he's he doesn't have time to deal with anybody that character ex, um description gets my imagination going um things like accents like i just did a uh, just did a russian accent for a, a specific book that takes place um we've got members of the mafia involved in the russian mafia and um so i was emailing with the author i was like well you know how what what do you want do you want subtle? Do you want, did he grow up in this country? Um, were his parents, uh, did he grow up speaking Russian first? You know, these, these inform- pieces of mm-hmm. information can inform the character. So, so two things, the text itself really, and the author. Yeah. Cause nothing worse than finding out that there's a you know Russian accent when you're about halfway through the book. And then you're like, Oh, forgot to mention that he's Russian. Got to go re-record. Um, <laughs> you know that that is a narrator's worst night Mm -hmm. worst nightmare that is that's a that's a big that's kind of a rookie mistake um because you've you've got to read the book and um you know most authors won't put an important an important fact they won't bury it in the last half of the book um some have though and and this and that revealed her slight irish accent you go oh darn so yeah so thing so to avoid things like that i will often um if i'm in touch with the with the the author beforehand we'll just say hey any anything i should know before i start so, you know, sometimes too like um i think of of actors famous famous actors who are you like if if your book were a movie who would you cast that's helpful too oh that's good yeah that's great yeah, you know sometimes we um I think authors have come to realize the importance of providing the narrators with that information in advance. Um, and even as far as the casting process, because if there is an accent and the narrator that is that they're considering that can't do it, you know, Oh you yeah. To, you have to know that in advance before you hire them. Um, it's, it's important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So especially nowadays, because we're so global, people have, you know, they've, we've heard the Scottish accents, we've heard the Russian accents. And sometimes when, 
you know, we're like, no, that's not, that's not Russian. <laughs> sure. So the, the important sure. to know it's a slight versus he was born and raised there. And now he's, you know, he just left, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a the it's a rich tapestry of of accents and actors out there too. So, um, you know, authors authors have the power, and they can say, "Hey, can you just give me thirty seconds? Can you send me thirty seconds of of Russian? I just want to hear your hear your guy." Mm-hmm. And um, and then they can find out pretty pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a few of the um, the books that you've done have been like MFM. So there's two male heroes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you go like to select when you have two heroes that are going to be obvious around a lot? Well, so like for instance, um, you could take the Wild One. Um, that's a Ruth Cardello novel that came in, and my my other two narrators were Rock Angle and Ryan West. And so I know both of those guys. There's, I mean, there's they're as different as people can be. So all I have to do is think about who's speaking and it really my voice just kind of mimics that guy um you know people are different it Mm -hmm. yes it's hard when you're you're using your lower register a lot for these men um if you're doing a lot of men sometimes you know i need to do a little bit more vocally warming up just to make sure i'm i'm able to use um to have a lot of flexibility and then i don't get kind of stuck in the basement you know especially a lot of these guys are written gruff and um you know they're they're husky and they're they're subtle and it's you know you can hear it's kind of gravelly it's kind of down in my vocal down in my vocal range um and so you got so well Thank you. It's it's so much fun to do. I can't even tell you. I have a big smile on my voice when I'm doing it. Um, uh, so you know, these actors who I'm getting to interact with are as different from each other as people can be. So it's really um, it's it's really not a problem to differentiate. Um, it's just hard for the heroine because you know who do you pick? Well, it's just, um, you know, sometimes some of the books are a little bit more one-on-one or there aren't that many characters or they're not in the same exact scene. I think that's probably where it gets the most difficult is when you have a bunch of different characters all in the same scene and they're all talking. Um, Yes, yes. That's a challenge. But, you know, actors, like, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I love challenges like that. It keeps me on my toes. And, um, boy, you haven't narrated gr- big groups when, except for like when the mafia dons are having their, their meeting with all their lieutenants and it's nothing, but it's like 16 men in the room and they're all different and you've got to, you've got to, and they all have the same accent and you've got to oh, differentiate them. That is, that's tricky. Um, but yeah, the, the, the switching off between our heroines and our heroes that's always fun because it's so intimate and our ladies are you know our ladies here and then our guys here and they're just both right there with each other um that's that it that kind of intimate play is really fun too with all the books that you've narrated are you no longer impacted or affected when it comes down to some of the steamier scenes in these books that we love to listen to you guys in? Well, you know, like any kind of literature, there's some that are written more to my taste mm-hmm. and than others. There are some where I, I, I get emotionally involved. Um, and then there's others where 
you know, maybe it's not my jam, but it's my character's jam. And I can, I can certainly get behind it imaginatively. You know, a, kind of a cool thing about, about being an actor is not, not judging. I'm a very supportive ally. And, uh, you know, I, having narrated a pretty rich tapestry of different kinds of romance, I mean, I really love and celebrate it all. There are things that are more, just more personally that I hook into. Do, but hey, sometimes I'm like, hey, did, didn't think of that. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Or, or you know, I wasn't, I, I didn't know I was kind of a, in, attracted to this kind of hero, but this guy really grew on me. So, um, okay, you know, it's um, it's it's playing in a, a really exciting world, mm-hmm. and um, I I love it. Yeah, I know that the listeners tend to, and in myself included, part of it's just being human nature is when we're listening to. Um, some of the more, you know, steaminess of what between yeah. the, the couple and, and we're going, Oh damn, that's so hot, you know? And, you know, we're, you know, getting like, Hey babe, you know, kind of thing afterwards. <laughs> Cause you're, you're sure. Getting down. sure. But now you're performing this and you said that you are in a booth with a, you know, but you're not doing it at home so much, but you also have other people listening while you're doing yes. it. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I always have somebody listening because who are you telling the story to? I need somebody to tell the story to. I need somebody to say, hey, listen to this. Because that creates that creates the bond between the listener and me through via the medium of the book that I need. I need to connect to somebody. I need, I feel like, especially with romance, the the point of view is usually a, a woman who we have to connect with immediately. And so I have to be able to tell you this thing that I'm experiencing. Romance is, it's life, but it's also larger than life. It's the big, it's the biggest feelings that consume us and the biggest, deepest longings and pain, but also incredible pleasure and joy and satisfaction. And, you know, like, will, will we, or won't we, you know, that kind of anticipation, like it's got the whole human experience in it. Yeah. I need to talk to a person. (laughs) (laughs) You don't find it awkward at all having to do those, those more intimate scenes and have someone in the room. I think that's what we think of, you know, you know, the same thing. Oh, like, is is she embarrassed? Is she embarrassed? Yeah. Like, are you embarrassed about about it? You know, in the moment. Uh, You know, (laughs) in the beginning, in the beginning, I was a little bit, but the, the good news is if I'm doing my job, I'm not embarrassed because the character isn't embarrassed. Or if I'm embarrassed, it's because the character's embarrassed too. You know, mm-hmm. it's, and he- heaven knows there's some embarrassing things that can happen in the world of romance and, and sex and all that. That's where a lot of the comedy comes in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes we'll get past a particularly something that's steamy or surprising, or it, it was going a place where I, you know, wasn't necessarily sure it was going to go. And my engineer and I will just burst out laughing or we'll be going, what? I, you know, she hated him or, or, you know, or whatever it is. Like, those two hated each other. What, what, what? You know, and, and we'll have our little moment and then we'll calm down. I'll take a sip of water and then we'll go on to the next chapter. So we, we kind of, it's almost like the bachelorette or something. We're, we're almost, we're, we almost have like a running commentary sometimes my, um, my engineer and I with, um, about what's going on in the story. So we can, you know, I have some, some t- times where I have just busted out in the middle of recording going, what? 
that or no <laughs> you you're running you're walking away from your the perfect person stop it you know like sometimes <laughs> you want to like reach through the tv screen and like slap the characters and like shake them and you're like no i'm kind of like that with the with the romance characters but yeah it's so cool that you have the same kind of moments that we do when we're listening while you're doing the actual audiobook. Oh my gosh! Like, tell tell me, do you what, what do you do you ever talk back to the character? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I think I did it significantly more when I was reading the books versus listening to it. But there have been yes. times where I'm like, "That's it." I take the earbuds out. And I'm like, "I'm mad at you. I'm not listening to you for right now." You know, because you did something stupid. You know. You know, I'm going sit in the corner. I yeah, love it. Yeah. I'm like, all you have to do is just ask her for God's sakes. It's not that big of a deal if you just talk. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but that's how we are. That's I know. Are. Like, yeah. I, yeah. No, but I will be in the booth. I'll be sitting on my hands. I'll be, you know, my hand is a fist. I'll be, you know, like I, I have a, I will, I love times and my, my engineer will say, Mackenzie, stop. <laughs> Because I'm making noise in the booth, my I'm I'm waving my hands in the air, or I'm uh, uh, or like I'll actually I'll accidentally hit the microphone cord here. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, and I'll go bolt, oh. and you can hear a big thing on the microphone, and um, she'll get mad at me, but um, it's okay. She forgives me. We we've worked together a long time. Yeah. Well, we've had I've had that conversation with Shane, um, Shane East, regarding mm-hmm. having to sit so still, and I tend to get pretty animated with the hands part of it is the whole you know italian and latin background that i have but i'm going i probably would not be good to doing this whole audiobook thing if i was being recorded professionally for stuff like this because i'd probably be all <laughs> over the place like are you kidding you know and he's like no love you'll learn <laughs> and i'm like okay you know oh and that actually yeah. no love no love you'll, yeah. you'll be great at it don't, don't worry about it um he, what you learn to do is sort of funnel it you funnel it into your performance and mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm using my hands right now. Um, and you can't hear it just because I wear soft clothing and I've learned how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to stay, it, you know, it's tough. It's a, lo- it's a long-term type of thing. I mean, you're not, um, I don't, I feel like our listeners are not always just sitting perfectly straight, you know, with their back straight and their hands in their lap listening to these books. They're in running a vacuum or doing the dishes or sit or driving or, you know, all sorts of different ways to kind of stay physical. And, um, I like to try to stay a little physical in the booth too, because it helps me embody the characters. Mm -hmm. Some of them sit different ways, um, or vocally, um, they just live in different places in the body. So, um, yeah, I need, I need to use, I need to use my body, even though this is a lot, this is a job where there's a lot of sitting. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, but we are grateful for you guys doing that. But yet, speaking of these lovely accents that I completely botched on um, with the British one, do you have a favorite accent to perform? Oh, favorite accent. Well, I do love sort of when I've got to do like Shane East, you know, and I've got to do his voice. Uh, Shane's a particularly fun one. And, um, but I love, I love, I love doing Russian. It's, I don't know why. Maybe it's the little, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah. It just, any, any accent for me is fun to do because I, I like doing kind of New York guys, um, New York gangster guys, tough guys. I, I love that. Um, yeah. I love doing Br- uh, British Isles. I love doing Eastern European. 
which is you find more challenging or which is your hardest? Australian is tough because for me, it can morph a little bit into Cockney. I can mm-hmm. sound a little bit like a like a, a chimney sweep. Um, <laughs> uh, so that that I have to really mark out my vowel changes. Um, and some of the Scandinavian ones are are tough. You don't hear them as as often. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I had to do like a Norwegian or a or a Swedish or a Danish accent, I'd really have to bone up on that. Um, but uh, I just had to do a German. Um, I've just had to do Russian. I did the Italian. Let's see, what about French? French is a little hard. French is hard for me to not sound so um like French. French can become Russian for me, or I can sound a little too cartoony. Like I have to avoid sounding a little <laughs> like Pepe. Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ho, ho, you know, like, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> the French people deserve better. So uh, I'll. I'll go and I'll look at a movie that's got like a really, a really sexy French actor. And I'll be like, ah, talk like him. But uh, I love, I love, you know, Irish. Irish is great. Um, Scottish. Um, British Isles. You know, Br- there's a lot. There's a, there's a ton of accents in, um, in the British Isles. They, they really are variable. Um, and then in terms of American Got a lot of accents here. Something I cannot do to save my life is a Boston accent. I I I had to do a Boston accent a couple of times, and they wanted you know so park your park your car in Harvard. Yeah, I can't do it. But um, but you know New York City, um, southern certain southern dialects, um, fairly. And then there's always like the Valley Girl. That's an accent too. Yeah, I like tell people like yeah. You know, it may be like a fairly recent accent or dialect or whatever you want to call it, but it is an accent. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, that Boston one is that Boston one is hard. I I went years ago to to Boston, and I tend to pick up the the accent of wherever it is I'm at, whether I go visit family in Texas or if I'm in Connecticut, and you know, at times I've been to New York. Um, If I stay there for more than a day, I start having a little bit of that lil with it. So nice. Yeah. yeah. It, just, it just pops in. So it's been like at least 20 years almost since I went to Boston and I still can't say car. I always say car. I can't say car. I have to literally go car. Oh my God. That's <laughs> like, so great. And then I go to the car. Yeah. You got to watch something with a uh, Matt Damon, you know, yeah. or something, something. Yeah. Just that, that, for whatever reason, that one word, <laughs> the car, car. The car. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. That's so, see, that's great. Yeah. It, yeah, it's almost like, oh, big stop. You're, it's going to come across as if you're making fun of people. I'm like, no, it's just, it's just so pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's a, definitely a needle we have to thread carefully as narrators yeah. because we don't want to offend anybody but mm-hmm. um, uh, or, you know, be stereotypical or anything. But it's also a flavor, a total flavor of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it can add so much. So, um, you know, we yeah, try to it, sprinkle it judiciously. Yeah. <laughs> It's an interesting, um, you know, fine line, like you were saying. And I know that lately there's been a lot of um, books that are having more of like Latin cultures involved mm-hmm. or someone that has a Latin character. And I've gotten the, 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 the IMs and stuff saying, hey, do you have a narrator that, that has like a, that knows how to do like a Spanish accent? And I'm like, you mean Spanish from Spain? And they're like, no, <laughs> they're, 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 they're from Latin America. I'm like, okay, but where in Latin America? Um, or were That's they born right. here? You know, mm-hmm. how long have they been here? And they're like, girl, what are you? I'm like, listen, 
<laughs> yeah, there's yeah. no, gen, you know, just it's not a generic, no generic accent. Yes. Yeah. Are they from the Dominican Republic? Are oh, they like, from Puerto Rico? Are they, you know, where? Yes. Like, let's get specific here. Guatemala. Yeah. You know. Yes. Yeah. You know, are they from Argentina? Are they from Chile? And then it's just one of those where the, the, the you know, the Cubans that they don't eat, the, you know, they eat the R's, the Puerto Ricans that don't know what an H sounds like. Um, and I can say <laughs> all this because... <laughs> Again, yes. Coming from a Latin background, um, and my my father was from Cuba, my mom was from Chile, and my grandmother was Argentinian. So I had all the, the different dialects wow. and the different accents in the house. Um, and then, of course, born and raised in Miami, I had all the other ones outside the house. Um, so it's interesting nowadays when a, you know someone comes in, or even when I'm listening to a book and they're like, "Yeah, they have a, a Spanish accent," and all of a sudden, you know, default to Mexican. You know, mm-hmm. or sure. I'm like, I am Latin and I kind of don't have an accent. It's slight. You kind of have to figure out where I'm from, but mm-hmm. you know, I still have that accent. So it's, it's very fine line of, as far as not stereotyping. And it's, it's difficult sometimes for some, um, but I'm yeah. glad that you guys are, you know, more in the professional and do the homework and do all that fun stuff. For oh it, yeah. So. We want to, we want to honor the heritage The you know, the, the writers choose to write these books in the way they do. They choose, and it's very personal. You know, we, we've got to, we've got to honor what their, what their intentions are. And if they're writing about, you know, an extended Cuban or, or Afro-Cuban family, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've got to go, okay, well, who's from where and who's, you know, is the, um, is the grandmother going to have a probably a stronger accent than the granddaughter? Because the granddaughter, you know, it's just mm-hmm. you you figure out within a family who's going to be who. And um, it's a great challenge. And it also, I mean, it's it's enriching to the audiobook, I think. Mm-hmm. Not for sure. So this is when we have accents because we, you know, it's a contemporary romance and we know where these different, you know, regions are at and stuff like that. And then we flip into something like, you know, the fake captive series from Lily Archer, <laughs> obviously made up, <laughs> sure. made up world, um, where we have all different types of faith and, uh, you know, and um, accents and stuff. And, you know, that series, you co-narrated with Shane. So, yes. um, so this is how I found the series. So Shane and I have become friends and a couple of times I interviewed him before the whole friendship development last year for the series. And he brought up Lily Archer and I'm like, and he's like, have you heard? And I'm going, no, no, I haven't heard. <laughs> I felt bad that I had it because there's just so many books, not enough time. But, um, and then almost fast forward a year and he kind of mentioned it again because it was almost like the books were starting to almost be completely, totally an audiobook now. And he's like, so did you get a chance? I go, no, no, I haven't. So I was um, basically told to listen to the series. <laughs> <laughs> I, you were ordered. You let let's face yeah. it. You were ordered to yeah. watch. And I listened to him. So um. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't. It, it was an order that you were happy to comply with. Exactly. <laughs> so I did, and oh my god, I was texting him like, "This is so awesome. This is a great story." And you may not hit this often, but you were right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I fell in love with your performance. You oh, did so you many so different characters and, and and they were complex and they were all over the place. Um, Her writing is fantastic. Her characters are so fun. So mm-hmm. fun. Um she's a phase concert, which is, I don't know, the, is it the fourth in this series 
are we already on fourth in the series? Um, uh, just came out with Jason Clark, actually. Um, yeah, because the original series has a total of... So, so for those that may not have read this, A, you need to. It's really good. Um, it's, so Fake Captives is basically almost like two separate stories that is built into eight different parts. So you yes. have the heroine and the hero of book one through four, and the best friend of the hero is book four through eight, something yes. like that. And um, so Emma, Emma takes over um, and you mm-hmm. hear you hear her story, which is so great because you fall in love with the secondary characters mm-hmm. through the first series. And then the secondary characters get their own series, which is so amazing. So like the best friend or the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the lieutenant, you know, they get they get their shining moment, which is so great. Yeah, especially since they were part of that first couple of books and you started seeing some of those sparks between the, the, mm-hmm. the best friend and the secondary characters. And you, you sometimes wonder if they're ever going to get their books. But with Lily, it's, it's with the series, I was like, thank goodness I got all the books literally back to back because she serialized the whole, st- the, the both, st- you know, both stories. So mm-hmm. it's always in the middle of a good part. And I'm talking about <laughs> not just the steamy good part, but like the action, like, oh my God, where is this going to go? And yeah. it's one of those moments where you're talking and doing all the different characters and poof, and we hope you've enjoyed this. I'm like, no. I uh, know. <laughs> She's like the queen of the cliffhanger and, and in a good, in a good way, not yeah. in like a, oh, but in oh. like a, okay, next time. Yeah. And actually the latest one just came out. Yes. I, I already bought it. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. Um, Look, yeah. You that, and Jason. Hello. <laughs> yeah, Jay, Jason. Oh, another, oh, just mm. gosh, my mm. job is so, it's so difficult with mm. narrators like this. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Oh, I feel so bad for you. Hmm. I know. I feel bad for me too. (laughs) Um, And actually Lily Archer's um, Omega Academy, which is another series that I do Mm -hmm. is I just finished recording the second book in the Omega Academy. So that, that is like, if you like Twilight, if you are, are interested in, um, well, and anyway, if you like Lily Archer's work and you want to go to a completely different place, mm-hmm. try the Omega Academy. Yeah, it's in my library. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, it, it's, it's one of those things where from a listener and, and a reader, it's the same perspective. We get told about a book, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, via, you know, firsthand that way. And it's, you know, through the grapevine kind of thing. And we listen to each other. It's like, well, what is it about the story that you love so much? And, you know, we start writing things down and we're like, oh yeah, we're going to get it. And that kind of like happened with, you know, Shane, highly suggesting that I listen to. (laughs) (laughs) And he does it so nicely. He does. But but it's like, there's a command in there. You just know. (laughs) Such a great, such a great voice. He does. Yeah. And he, and he was one of those, like, I I was even getting scolded because he's like, you still haven't read it. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'll fix it. Oh, she's a, Shane, she's a busy lady, okay? Mm-hmm. Just just hold your horses. All right. Calm down. No, I'm done. Yeah, but um, yeah. St- doing the second um, the second uh, part of the series is with yeah. Jason Clark, who is also fantastic in a completely yeah. different way. And then and then I get to work with Shane East, um, Jason Clark, and Damon Lee, who I'd never worked with before, Ooh. who I'm really intrigued by um with the omega academy so that's that's fantastic too have such a such a great group there 
yeah, it's it's one of those where you just start listening to the new narrators. Like I've never, you know, Damon Lee before. So I'll just listen to that. And then when I fall in love with them, I'm like, well, what else have you done? And, and that's kind of how it will happen right. with Lily Archer. Um, and that, and, and then I bring other people into the mix. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then people just sort of explode and then everybody mm-hmm. wants their, everyone wants more, which is so, I, it's, I love seeing that with authors. I love seeing them start to explode on the scene and um, mm-hmm. it's really exciting. But even with from, um, from a peer's perspective, so I have a friend, um, her name is uh, Susie Vanderham. Shout out. She's awesome. She's a huge diehard Shanice fan. And she's also oh, a huge diehard nice. Mackenzie fan. She loves you. And so I was, I was the one that told her about Lily Archer's series. And I'm like, oh my God, you're going to love it. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll check. I'm like, no, listen, you have to. So long story, she loved it. <laughs> and then she's in that last book where there's that traumatic moment. And, and she's like, I mm-hmm. hate you. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> So. No, we get a we get a lot of that in in romance. It's mm-hmm. sort of like, oh, I love you. No, I hate you. No, I hate you. No, I love you. No, I love yeah. you. Go away. <laughs> come back. You know, I can't I can't be trusted with myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, Susie, I feel your pain. I hear mm-hmm. it every t- time I end a, a Lily Archer book. I'm like, what? <laughs> need to finish this. We need to finish this. Yeah. Well, that's why I was so happy that the pretty much it seemed like all the except for that last Faye book came out all at once almost. And mm-hmm, so that allowed mm-hmm. it. And now I'm glad to hear that the Omega second book is already, you know, at least from your end, done recording. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And then I have some, like, I have the the Exodus End um, world tour series, with, which is for Olivia Cunning. That's with Teddy Hamilton and um, I think Joe Arden. That, that's been kind of going on a long, a long time. Those mm-hmm. come out. Um, Let's see. I did a book. I did a T.L. Smith's book, Cavalier. I've done the Evangeline Anderson um, Kindred Tales uh, for a while, which is mm-hmm. great because that's just like the, a gift that keeps on giving. Evangeline Anderson, um, paranormal romance, classic, just so great. I just did a Jill Ramsauer book, which was um, a mafia romance. That mm-hmm. was new to me. Um, I, I did a V Keelan book, um, which I absolutely love with Sean Kristen called the baller. Oh my gosh. Audible. Can you please send me more V Keelan books, please? Thanks. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Um, cause she was absolutely fantastic. I'm just thinking about stuff that, that I've done recently that, um, people might be interested in. I'm doing a new, a new series of books by, um, an author named Mink, which is very, very, I've never done a book that's by an author with one name, like a single name, hmm. um, called Mink. And I did a book, um, called Beauty and the Boss with, uh, Jason Clark. And then I did another book called Hitman's Prey with Lance Greenfield. He's, he's great. Yeah, so he's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, just come in just so, so that's new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else? What else? Kaylee Loring. Okay. Kaylee Loring. I cannot say enough good things about, especially for people who like girl next door, not girl next door, but like your neighbor who you think is annoying. And all of a sudden one day you're caught in a storm and you can't go out and you run into each other in the hallway and you see him in a completely new light and he infuriates you, but you're also incredibly attracted to him. 
he's always um, cute. That's the thing. And he's up. I know why. Why? I. That's why. That's why we love these books. Um, Kaylee Loring is so amazing. She just. She. We. We just did this book called The Plus Ones. I did it with Teddy Hamilton. Um. Uh, about like, you know, who's always your plus one at your wedding or, you know, like, are we, we, we're always, we're friends. We're the plus one. It, it it's so great. It's so great. Um, I, I love, I, lo- I love doing her books and I love Teddy too. He's, yeah. he's a great guy. Um, and then, I mean, coming up, I've got, I have some Natasha Knight, um, dark mafia romance for those of you who are interested in the, uh, <clears throat> darker side. And I have a book, um, some more books from Mink some more kindred tales on their way and um, some, some surprises. New <laughs> Omega Academy will be coming out soon. I just finished um, corrections on that one. So we'll be getting that to the editor and, um, and then it's out of our hands. Then we're just yeah. like, Oh, <laughs> fly little audiobook, fly. <laughs> yeah. But you've, you just kind of shared all these different types of subgenres because um, romance is an umbrella term and there's so many different the subgenres mm-hmm. underneath it is, do you have a favorite to perform that's a, a subgenre? Oh man. <laughs> I love, I love the meat cute, but I, I love these. I gotta say, I love these Faye escape sort of outlander twilight. I, I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I love that too. I love the fantasy aspect. Um, but I also love, I love that Kristen Ashley, you know, the boy she can't forget from her past and she's been away and she comes home and she's uh, got a, yeah. and she's got a past with this guy and they can't resolve it. And I, I love those high conflict um, mm-hmm. romances, but I also love the sweet ones where they just kind of fall into each other. Too. I mean, I don't know. I just, I love the, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't decide. You can't make me decide. You okay. We'll make, make you choose. I will make it too. Yeah, but but it's 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 one of those things where you get to perform all these different ones. That Kristen Ashley book that she was mentioning is called Creed, and it's from her Unfinished Hero series, which mm. is very different because usually we get the guy next door, we get the fireman, we get these are not your typical hero guys. No. These are guys that um, are technically bad. You know, <laughs> you yes. know, they're 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 the good guys within their world. You know, but they're not the good guy. So it takes takes something like, I'm like, oh, I didn't think I was going to like this, but I fell in love with Knights, which is the first book and Trade, which is what you did for for her for the second book. And that's where it's interesting because they have the past and you're trying to figure out, you know, how this is the the past affected them as individuals and as a couple and how are they going to make all this work? Because it's high Mm -hmm. drama, high volume in the relationship aspect. But again, remember, they're not good guys. So there's also stuff going on worldwide. Um, You did a fantastic job on that one too. It was one of those where- Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we listen to you guys and then we end up following you as you progress in your careers and we end up discovering new, you know, authors to us simply because you're narrating it because I like I trust how you do your performance so I know that I'm going to get a good one if you're doing it because there's sometimes been times where I've picked up the book and I try reading it and I think it's slammed across the wall because <laughs> I can't <laughs> there's just something I can't get into it so I will look up the audiobook to see if it's in, available in audio and I'm like oh yeah Mackenzie done you know oh I'm 
So I'm glad to hear that. That really makes that's that really makes what what I do, you know, in this little little small dark room, um, just so so <laughs> worthwhile. Because when I hear that, you know, um, that you guys like it, it's just it's so gratifying to me. So thank you so much. We do we we're so like you know because of the situation and everything, we're so isolated. Like even beyond isolated. Than, than the way was we are already are. So mm-hmm. it's nice to just hear that um, come back to me when we put it out in the world. So yeah. thank you. And, and you're on Twitter. And I think it was Susie also that shared that um, you haven't been on there lately for her to rave about you. Oh gosh, um. I'm sorry. I will, I will, he- I will head back on. I see, see, this is the problem when you're in the booth yeah, yeah, narrating totally. audiobooks. You, Which is you where we want you. But my, uh, yes, I will be, I will be, I promise um, for Susie, I will be a better Twitter, um, uh, <laughs> tweeter. And my, my Twitter handle is XOXO Mackenzie C. Yeah. I will so, be including uh, all these links to all the books that we were talking about. So there's no need to go hunting for them. I'll be in the post for people to find. So oh, awesome. Be, oh yeah. I try to I'm make also, it as easy as possible. I'm also on Facebook, like friend me on Facebook, Mackenzie Mm -hmm. Cartwright. You'll see, um, there's a picture of, there's a picture of me like behind a curtain looking all like, you know, weirded out. Like I tried to look like a romance novel, but I just kind of look silly. Um, (laughs) but it's okay. She looks hot as hell. You're you're going, damn. Um, Um, you'll, you'll, you'll recognize it. I I don't Mm -hmm. think there's too many other Mackenzie Cartwrights, but, but you'll see friend Mm -hmm. me on Facebook, please. And please be patient with me, but I will, um, I'll, I'll, I'll get to you and friend, friend you back and let me know like what kind of books you want to hear. And, um, you know, also tell, tell your authors because what I, I hear about a book when I'm being offered it. Mm -hmm. So I don't get to hear about books that are coming out and say, Hey, you know what? I'd be really good for that, but it doesn't happen that way. So an author has to have heard about me and and request me mm-hmm. to narrate their book first. That that's how it has to happen. Yeah. Um, I can't pursue authors um, in the way that like you'd think you'd think we could. Um, <laughs> but, no, because because um, because respect. Yes, <laughs> because yeah. propriety, decency. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but it, but it's so helpful. I think when authors are thinking about putting their books into audiobook when narrators are mentioned to them because often mm-hmm. authors are so busy writing the book they don't know who the narrators are so yeah and also um, to, to yeah. listen to for the fans that are you know really into the audiobooks i know that like lauren blakely sometimes reaches out to her listeners and says hey you know who do you think yes. is, you know who do you like want to hear who do you want to hear sure, 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 yeah sure. we have that ability to connect with you guys now which is so awesome um, we, the authors kind of came first. And so we've always been like raving about whether it's a Teddy Hamilton or Jason Clark, you know, we, you know, we do a lot of things where we're, as we're reading, we'll tweet something and we're like, Oh my God, Mackenzie's totally rocking this book, you know, and uh, it's stuff like that. So definitely if you guys, a great way to support the narrators besides obviously buying the books is to, you know, just, tell us people why you love them. I know that I pick up books from narrators that I've never heard of before because someone was raving about them on Twitter or on Instagram and, you know, too. And also, of course, I will say that you guys being available to us listeners is also fantastic. I love that I can send you a text message, you rather on Twitter and, um, and just say, Hey, <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Or if you want to, you know, if you're like, what are you working on? I, you know, as long mm-hmm. as I have permission from the author, I will tell you, and I will say, Hey, get ready. This book's about to drop on, mm-hmm. you know, later in April or something, because, um, we get excited about what we're doing too. And we want you to know about it. And, um, 
And yes, and I will, yes, I, I, I say it here and now, I will be a better on XOXO Mackenzie C. <laughs> Twitter, and I will be better on Facebook. I promise. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Susie's <laughs> going to hold on to that. <laughs> okay, Susie, I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah. Friend me on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love her. She actually started, I'm not sure if you heard of it. She started a group on Facebook all about, all about Shane. Um, all about Shane. Oh, how nice. Shane. Yes. Yes. That's um, great. It's great because people get to, you know, rave about the performance and, you know, and people find out about his upcoming releases. Some of, There's a bunch of authors now in the group too. So it's always fun to have you guys out in the, in the world of social media to kind of be able to connect with you guys. And of course, you know, fangirl over your awesomeness. Um, well, we're, <laughs> we're, fa- we're fangirling, girling right back. We, who, who would we be? without mm-hmm. without listeners you know n- nowhere we'd be talking to ourselves in an empty room and you do not want to do that trust me it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy it's not yeah um thank you for thank you so much for making this an industry that we can all enjoy you know mm-hmm. and um and that a lot of authors getting their great stuff out there made into audiobooks mm-hmm. as long as i can talk i will be narrating so um that's a promise oh, that's awesome um, when you're not working, um, and you were able to do stuff outside, um, <laughs> what do you do for fun? Oh, those days. I remember, remember? those days. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I used to love to travel, you know, I love to travel and I love to cook the cuisine of wherever I am. Um, sometimes badly, you guys, I'm not that great. At, I'm not fantastic. <laughs> I have to completely admit, but I try, I try so hard. And when you live in New York city, um, there is takeout available, thank goodness, for pretty much anything you want. So if I botch it too badly, um, there's a solution available. Quick <laughs> <laughs> phone call away. <laughs> Fantastic. And um, oh gosh, you know, I love me a good movie. I love to kick back and listen to audiobooks. Um, I love to kick back and read. Um and I love just long, long walks outside. I love getting lost in new neighborhoods that I've never been before. That's part of the travel thing. I, what I used to do mm-hmm. um, when I was alone, I, I would I would take a bus route in a, in a foreign country, just someplace, and I would f- make myself find my way back to my hotel room. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. That was and, adventurous. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I, I was really all about having adventures, and now... Um, uh, you know, I just have I, have, I have adventures, but not quite as dangerous, uh-huh. but I, lo- I like to keep it. I like to keep it. Um, I like to keep it spontaneous. Let's put mm-hmm. it that way. Yeah. Thank goodness for the map app on my phone. Right. I travel anywhere. Especially when I'm, it's like a walking town, like Savannah, Georgia. That went mm. recently. I'm like, where do you want to go? And I'm like, let's look it up. Where can we go? Um, and that's how we kind of explore the city. Um, there you go. And I cannot <laughs> wait until we're able to do that again. Yes. Like when you say Savannah, Georgia, I'm like, let's go. Let's hop a flight right now. Like that's, yes. yeah. Can't mm-hmm. do it yet, but will. Oh, you will. Um, speaking of traveling and locations, um, have you gone to any book signings or book cons? I haven't yet. Um, you wanna? <laughs> I just have. I have not. I have. I've not. Yes. I'm going to be moving, I think, into that, into that phase. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I'm very, very curious about them. And that's another, that's another thing on my list, um, to check. I know there's one in Las Vegas. 
yeah, there's a, it's a lot. It's the last one that they're doing this year. <laughs> so, so if it continues, it would be the last one. I think it's called Loving in Vegas. Loving in Vegas. Yes. Yeah. And I have um, some friends who've gone, who've friend, who are narrators who've gone mm-hmm. uh, to that. And that sounds amazing. I freaking love Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. We're getting close to the end of our, our, our chat here. And I like to do a game with my guests. Okay. So it's called, would you rather? Okay. So I'll ask you a couple of questions and I'll have you decide between one or two things. And um, if you're ready, we can get started. Let's do it. (laughs) I love games. (laughs) Um, Perfect. All right. Would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always 20 minutes early? Oh, oh, (laughs) you started with a big one. Oh, I'm going to have to say 10 minutes late. Oh, I think you're the first one. (laughs) (laughs) 20 minutes early gives me way too much to think about what's about to go wrong with whatever it is for. And you know what? If you're 10 minutes late to a movie, you're only 10 minutes into the previews. I'm okay with, no, you're like into the ads. The previews haven't even started Started. yet. So I think that's (laughs) about the right time to come into a movie. Okay. Well, now I know if I need to invite you anywhere, I'm going to add those 10 minutes to my scheduling. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Listen, honey, I'm on time. I'm on time. You gave me a would you rather. I got to use my imagination. Okay. (laughs) Um. Would you rather know the history of every object you touched or be able to talk to animals? Oh, I want to talk to animals. I would love to be able to talk to my cat Mm -hmm. because my cat doesn't want to talk to me. (laughs) Actually, sometimes I think she's talking to me and I wish I could understand her. Definitely talking to animals. Yeah. Would you rather be able to teleport anywhere or be able to read minds? I'd like to be able to teleport. I love traveling and reading somebody's mind. Where's the fun in teasing out what they really think if you already know? Mm-hmm. No, I agree on that one, especially for the traveling aspect. Mm, right? No totally. more expensive flights. No yeah. more cramped. No more middle seats. Oh, yeah. You know, having the desire to eat, the, you know, like a, a really good pizza from Connecticut you know, or New York and stuff and just be like, that's it. I'm done. Go. See, done. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Done. Mm-hmm. Would you rather never have to clean a bathroom again or never do dishes? Oh. <laughs> okay. I do not. <laughs> the house that I live in, I do not have a dishwasher right now. And the dishes are really, I would actually almost rather clean the bathroom than have to do the dishes Hmm. yeah i've gotten a good system down but the dishes are so many dishes (laughs) yeah they can add up they do they add up yeah i have a system where if if i'm cooking and i'm you know i have people over whatever i'm like someone needs to do the sous chef and and clean as you go Um, (laughs) otherwise i'm not you need a system (laughs) you're right you're you right. want me to cook for you, I will cook for you, but I need someone to clean as they go because otherwise those pots and pans are going to like triple in, mm-hmm. in less than a meal. And that's only the yeah, first I have, I have a way too of using every pot and pan I possess mm-hmm. when I'm cooking. So yeah, it, it, it gets crazy. 
Well, also sometimes it becomes a factor of they don't like it with this. So I had to make another batch for them for that. And then I have someone else. I, I tend to, you know, give people specifically what they like. Oh, um, you're way too sweet. You yeah. are way too oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. So yeah, that one does not have any meat. This one has no red sauce. And then there you go. Oh. And then the other pot has both. Um, <laughs> too kind, too kind. It's, it's, a, it's what I do. I try, you know, <laughs> if it makes you happy, I'm all about those little things, you know, like, oh, she remembered or, oh, yay. You know, she took the time to do it a separate pot. That's why I go, someone needs to clean as I go, um, if I'm cooking. So <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a good system. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Would you rather burn all your books or buy a Kindle or an ebook reader? So basically keep the, you know, <gasps> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Here, okay, here's the thing. I, I pose the question to you. I ask you, how can you read a book? How can you read a Kindle in the bath? I can't. My wrists will, it, it hurts too much. And I use an iPad for my narration. Mm -hmm. So no way am I taking an iPad into the bath to read, which is one of my favorite places to read. I've got full, a house full of paperbacks stained with water stains on them. No, <laughs> I am a, I, I definitely need my physical copies of books. Yeah. I've, I've gotten to a point where I can, um, I can go into a bookstore and not purchase anything if I don't need to, unless it's one that I've already listened to or read and I love it. So I only buy the ones that I've really like love. Like I'm trying to get all of the, the phase series I mean, in paperback and I'm going to see how she finishes packaging all of them when she's done. With I, admi I admire your self-control. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Well, I already have bookcases that are from floor to ceiling and I'm running out of space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what other room needs more of a library? You know? <laughs> or I just need to buy a bigger house. Um, <laughs> so, all right, ready for the last one? Give it, give it to me. All right. Would you rather have a personal chef or a personal masseuse? Oh, massage every <laughs> time. Did you? Oh, geez. No, no, no question. I would rather, I would rather eat. If I can have some, a talented massage therapist, thank mm -hmm. you. Um, that gets it every time. Cause you know, you're these little, this little neck and shoulders, you know, yeah. after, you, after a long day in the booth, it just gets a little, mm -mm -mm. oh, oh, get, massage therapist. Although the boy. <laughs> not having, not having to, not having to dirty dishes and, and use every pot and pan I own every time I cook w would be nice, mm -hmm. but I know what go you want to eat. <laughs> I'm going to go with a massage therapist. That's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> yeah. I'm there with you. I can definitely just do like cereal and milk. If I had to do that worse and get a massage, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you know that like at three o'clock, your doorbell's going to ring? Ding dong. Oh, it's time yeah. for your massage. Oh, um, oh. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, just a minute. Oh, I, w I was so not ready for you. No, I was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so I know you had mentioned already a few of the books that are coming out. Um, but before we go, um, what are you working on next that you may not have shared yet? Let's see. Um, well, The Circle, which is the next o Omega Academy 2 by Lily Archer, just finished um, narrating that one. Just done. And um, I'm going to have a new Kaylee Loring. She's going to have a box set getting ready to come out. So I'm going to do be doing a fourth book in a series for her. More books from Mink. Um, 
another book uh, for the for the Kindred Tales by Evangeline Anderson, if you like old-fashioned paranormal romance. And I'm going to be doing a two, a duet, a dark duet for Natasha Knight. One book is called Mine, and the other book is called His. Oh. So you guys might want to check that out. Perfect. It's a duet. It's a duet. Nice. Do you have a preference when it comes down to the different types of narration? Nah. Single? The yeah. books, yeah, love it. Love it yeah. all. Love it all. Um, they're all, they all present their different challenges and they're mm-hmm. all, um, and sometimes I just want to tell the whole darn story myself, but sometimes it's really nice to be able to play off of, um, really talented male actor. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, thank you, Mackenzie, for being my guest for this year's Audiobook Love series. Oh, it was so my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And until next time, happy listening. Thank you for joining us in the Audiobook Lovin' series, hosted by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. We hope you have enjoyed this episode, as well as the series. We've included audio samples of our guests' work within the post for you to check out. Please make sure to visit the main page, link within the post, to learn more about the series, the authors, and the narrators. Please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to the series if you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms and subscribe to the Viviana Enchantress of Books newsletter. Until next time, happy listening. Audiobook Lovin' hopes you've enjoyed this program. 